You are listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval, or Daniel Sandoval. Uh, thanks for those of you who continue to listen. I really appreciate it. Um, so like I said, just you know, share it or, or tell your friends or whatever. Just uh, keep listening, and I'll keep making some episodes, and I really appreciate it. Uh, on this week's episode, I want to talk about uh, MLB wildcard race. Uh, it's getting pretty close in the in the National League. Um, not so much in the American League, but uh, baseball is pretty, pretty good right now. As we, as we get close to the season ending here soon, I uh, want to talk about college football rankings and Heisman odds. Uh, just a little preview before the season starts this next week. And there's a really good story about Robert De Niro and his ex-VP for his company that I really want to get into. Um, it's pretty good. And uh, depending on time, I guess, uh, see if anyone wants to listen that long. Uh, I'll talk about the movie Good Boys. Uh, it just came out in theaters, I think, last week. I saw it at a free screening a few months ago. Um, so, yeah, depending on time, I'll, I'll get into that as well. Uh, so, let's see here. First, I want to talk about baseball. Um, you have in the National League, the wild card race is, is really intense, actually. So, right now, well, since they have the two spots now, uh, two wild card spots in each each of the um, the leagues, National and American League. In the National League, you have the Nationals are up a game and a half. And then after that, you have the Cardinals with the second spot. And then the Phillies and the New York Mets are a game and a half back of that second of that first second spot. So those those four teams are kind of going up and down uh, to get two of those spots there. And then after that, it's the it's the Milwaukee Brewers are three games back, and then the Diamondbacks four and a half games back, and the Giants are sitting currently at at five games back. Uh, so I mean, every day you got to check the standings because they they've been playing each other uh, pretty well, and they're just kind of switching spots every now and again. Like the the Giants had like the best uh, July ever in in franchise history, and they. And they were on a hot streak there, and they were they were as far as I think they went as close as two and a half games out. But then now they're they're just kind of back there at five and five games back. But uh, it'll be interesting to see who wins who wins those two spots. It looks like the most consistent so far is is the Nationals and um, and either the Cardinals or the Cubs because they're kind of switching places in the National League Central, which is always pretty shocking to me because the the Cubs. Should be a lot better. They should have, they on paper they're just they should be up there with the Dodgers record wise. I mean I think they're there with the Dodgers, uh, talent wise on paper, but unfortunately, I don't know what it is. I, I don't think I don't think Joe Madden, uh, the manager. I don't think he manages the bullpen very well. Um, so I but I, I still think it'll either be, the Nationals or Cubs and, and Cardinals. Um, depending on who wins that division, either the Cardinals or the Cubs, I'm not sure about the Phillies. Um, they have a lot of they have a lot of injuries to their bullpen, and they've had some issues offensively. Bryce Harper's having a productive season. Uh, you know, after signing that contract, I think people expected him to have, hit 40 home runs by now. But I mean, he's still having having a good season, and I would definitely take those numbers any day in San Francisco. Um, Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee will be there. Uh, to the end, um, we'll see if they they can make a run there. Um, I'm not sure what the Diamondbacks are doing. They they traded Zach Granke to Houston, and I mean they're still they're still only four and a half games back, so it's definitely still in reach. 
Uh, but they lost a, a few key players there, uh, Goldschmidt and, and Pollock, um, from that playoff team that they had recently. So, I mean, they're still in the, in, they're still in the thick of things, even though they're kind of selling in... It seems like they're sell, they they were selling, and then they um, they're trying to build for the future. So I'm not sure on the Giants if they can get hot. Uh, Mikey Stramski has been has been really good, and so has Kevin Pillar. Um, so we'll see if they can keep it up and and get a little closer in the standings there. Um, but overall, I think I think in the American League as well, uh, you have the Indians. They're up a half game in the first spot of the of the wild card and then you have the Oakland A's they're tied with the the Rays the Rays are, have have been they've been on a tear too they have they've been having a really good season this year at 74-54 um so they're tied there at the, for the second spot with the A's and then the third spot the Red Sox the Red Sox they're they're like the Cubs in my opinion they sh- they have they have the talent on paper they should be a really good team on paper and record wise it just doesn't work out this year they're they're 68 and 61, so there's six and a half games back for that wild card spot. Um, but let's see here. But in the AL, I mean, after that, after that Zach Greinke trade, I think I think Houston, Houston is going to be that team. I think that's going to come out of the American League. So you got Garrett Cole, who pitches very well, and then they added Zach Greinke. They have Justin Verlander. That team is offensively too. They're just they're just very talented, and it's just a deep deep roster that they have there. So I think they can do it. Um, we'll see how we'll see how the Yankees fare. I just I don't know. They've been really banged up recently, or this season actually. But but then they get everybody back healthy, and then we'll see how that how that turns out for them. But um, I mean they're sitting atop. They're going to win the, the American League East. They're nine games up on on Tampa Bay. Uh, but let's see. I think, I think either Minnesota or Cleveland uh, could definitely make it make a run, and at the, I think those teams could either definitely beat the Yankees, and if not, also beat the beat the Astros. But the Astros would be my my safe pick to win the to win the American League, and then the National League. Uh, let's see. I th- I mean you can't. I feel like you can't pick anyone against the Dodgers. But I'm gonna go with the Braves. They're sitting at 76 and 52 right now. Uh, but the Dodgers have been so good this year, so consistent. Uh, Cody Bellinger can probably win the MVP. He's had over four, 40 home runs this year. Um, but I think, yeah, they're 84 and 44. They've just been ridiculous this year. So I think, um, I think that's gonna be it for them. Uh, they, they'll make a deep run. Let's see if that can hold up and and translate into into the postseason. They really need Clayton Kershaw to be, you know, younger Clayton Kershaw and just be consistent and and you know show up in the big moments. And then if that happens, they'll just that'll be a dangerous team. They've had some issues with their bullpen, and Kenley Jensen isn't Kenley Jensen of a, a couple couple years ago even. Um, so they'll need to really rely on their starting pitching uh, to go deep into the games, like six seven innings maybe. And then hopefully their bullpen can hold off, hold off a lead, and they need their offense to really get get them a lead, um, so they can win some games and, and make another run. But I'm going with Atlanta. You know they've been a team on the rise uh, for the last few years. Uh, they have a lot of they have a lot of talent there. They're, they had a really good farm system. Uh, so I'm going to go with the underdog there and pick 
pick the Braves there. So those are my picks right now. Um, we'll see if they change or not in the next couple weeks. See how see how these teams are playing. Next, I wanted to talk about uh, the college football standings right now. Their rankings uh, for the preseason, and then some Heisman odds. The rankings really don't matter at this time of year, but it just gets us talking about uh, the upcoming season and gets everybody excited because college football is great. Uh, the atmosphere is awesome. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into that. Uh, for number one, number two, obviously it's going to be Clemson and Alabama. Uh, they've been in the title game the last few years, and they've just been great. And then number three, you have Georgia. Uh, they have a lot of returning, returning players there. Uh, but, I mean, I thought they were going to make it last year, and I had them winning last year. And then, you know, you had the year before. You had issues all the time there. And then Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts transferring from Alabama. Uh, he was named the quarterback or the starting quarterback there. Um, so he's he's a winner. He knows how to win. And we'll see if he, he fits well in that Oklahoma offense. And maybe even uh, Oklahoma will have a third Heisman Trophy winner three years in a row. And then number five, you have Ohio State. Uh, they just have Justin Fields. That'll be the starting quarterback there. Um, and then LSU, number six, number seven. Uh, you have Michigan. Shea Patterson's coming back. Um, number eight is Florida. Number nine, Notre Dame. And 10 is Texas. Uh, so obviously, you can probably get your your Sharpie out, your Sharpies out right now. And... Uh, just write down Clemson and Alabama for the championship, in my opinion. And then I, I honestly do think Georgia will be back there. And then after that, uh, let's see here. Either either Oklahoma and Ohio State. I'm going to go. I, I think that top four is good. I think that top four would make it into the, into the college football playoff. So we'll say Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma. I think. And then if Oklahoma has a loss or something happens there, they don't win the title game. Then I think it'd be Ohio State in that fourth spot, because uh, I mean, I mean, at this point, it's really hard to bet against Clemson and Alabama. They're probably going to be there. You have uh, Tua Tagovailoa with Alabama, almost won the Heisman last year. Had a great year uh, until the last last couple games he didn't look as sharp, in my opinion. And um, for Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, he's just great. He could be the number one overall pick. He looked really good in that in that championship game. Um, I expect him to have a bigger year this year. Um, and as far as Heisman odds, you have uh, Tua Tagovailoa at plus 250. Uh, so he's the leader right now. And then Trevor Lawrence, plus 275. Uh, Justin Fields, who I talked about at Ohio State, he's a plus 900. Then Jalen Hurts, uh, plus 1,000. Uh, and then Adrian Mar- Martinez at uh, Nebraska, uh, he's a plus 1,100. Jake Fromm at Georgia. Uh, Jake Fromm is good. I, I like Jake Fromm, but I'm not sure he's going to win the Heisman this year. Um, so let's see here. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it's again, like I said, it's hard to bet against Alabama Clemson. So I'm going to say uh, Tua Tago Viola or Trevor Lawrence are for sure going to win. Because um, if one of them goes that far and has, puts up big numbers and their teams are undefeated, uh, then it has to go to one of them. Um, I'll, I'll, pick, uh, I'll pick Trevor Lawrence uh, since Tua Tago Viola was was a finalist last year i'll say that trevor lawrence does it this year uh puts up big numbers and i think he's a sophomore i want to say so he'd have another year um he'd have another year in clemson um so they could be good for a while and then let's see here 
I really want someone from the Pac-12 this year to to make it to the to the uh, the college football playoff, but not only make it, they need to go to championship and they need to win because the, the Pac-12 has been down down for a while now. Um, I think the highest ranking here is Oregon at 11, and they're bringing back Justin Herbert, who I thought was gonna was gonna uh, declare for the draft and get drafted by the Giants. That didn't end up happening. And then you have Washington at 13. Uh, Washington's always in the mix. I think they'll be really good this year. And then Utah at 14. Utah is is my it's kind of a sleeper pick in the Pac-12. Um, like if Oregon or I think Oregon has to has to win or has to lose like either one or two games. If they lose one or two games, I think they they would make it to that championship. But if it's not Oregon, I would say I would say Utah or Washington would be um, would be the Pac-12 team to make the the final four, the college football playoff. Uh, but first, I'll, I'll go with Oregon. That's my that's my pick since they there's some some stability there right now in continuity with Justin Herbert. Uh, so that's my pick to hopefully win the t- Pac-12 and maybe one of the top four they get knocked off and and hopefully they make it to the final four and and win it for the Pac-12. Okay, next I want to talk about this Robert De Niro story because it's absolutely ridiculous. The headline reads. Robert De Niro's company filed $6 million suit against XVP who binged 55 episodes of Friends on the Job and 20 episodes of Arrested Development and 10 episodes of Schitt's Creek. Okay, first of all, who watches Schitt's Creek? Okay, much less at work. Their job, she must have been so bored at this job where she's just like, you know what, I'm going to waste my time and I'm going to watch Schitt's Creek. 10 episodes of Schitt's Creek. Okay, so... uh this employee watched 55 hours of friends during a four-day period during work hours. So this, uh, they filed a suit against the XVP. Her name is Chase Robinson. Um, I tried to find her on Twitter and LinkedIn and, and Facebook. I, I wanted to get some comments from her, maybe invite her to be on this podcast. I just want to get her side of the story. You know, what does she have? Did she have explosive diarrhea during those four days? Maybe she was. Maybe she's like a really good worker, and you know, maybe she had some bad Chinese food. She's like, man, I have explosive diarrhea, and I just I gotta stay in the office and watch Friends because it, it makes me feel better. And Shit's Creek just makes me feel a lot better when I watch it when I have diarrhea. I don't know. So I really wanted to hear her side of the story, but uh, I couldn't find her. I, I couldn't find her anywhere. So maybe she's laying low for a while. Uh, so let's see here. So she first began working for Robert De Niro as an assistant in 2008. She was a vor- former vice president of production and finance at Canal and made a $300,000 salary this year. She got paid $300,000. And uh, so she resigned in a- April. There were concerns about cor- corporate sabotage, uh, the suit reads. So she's been accused of of making extravagant hotel and restaurant charges as well as using millions of Robert De Niro's frequent flyer miles. That that's hilarious to me. She's making three hundred thousand three hundred thousand dollars a year, but for some reason she still needs to use someone else's frequent flyer miles. And it uh, it outlines the suit outlines specific charges, claiming that she made twelve thousand six hundred ninety six dollars and sixty five cents in unauthorized charges at Paola's restaurant, uh, which is a, a ritzy New York eatery, over a two year period. In addition to $8,923.20 at Dean and DeLuca and Whole Foods. 
and $32,000 for Ubers and taxis. She also allegedly used the company American Express card uh, to charge lavish trips, floral arrangements, iPhones, Uber rides, a Louis Vuitton bag, dog sitters, and pricey dinners. Uh, so there are, there are the binge-watching claims, uh, the suit claims that Robinson rarely came into the office. When she did, the suit claims she spent hours binge-watching TV shows, including 55 episodes of Friends in four days in January and 20 episodes of Arrested Development and 10 episodes of Shit's Creek over a four-day period in March. Uh, so then they claim, they said... Watching net watching shows on Netflix was not in any way part of our or related to the duties and responsibilities of Robinson's employment and on information and belief was done for her personal entertainment. No fucking shit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like I said, she uh, she resigned in April, and you know because she, she thinks she's being sabotaged by the company. But I mean, my only question to her would be: Have you ever seen? Goodfellas or or Casino or maybe even Taxi Driver. Do you know what Robert De Niro is capable of? Robert De Niro played Jimmy Conway in Goodfellas and he is fully capable of murdering your family. So this person, maybe she was she's only familiar with the Robert De Niro from The Intern. Maybe she thinks he's just like a happy, nice, elderly man who is not going to hurt anybody. But, I mean, come on. Early in his career, even in Raging Bull, he is a killer. He's crazy. He will do something. So, I mean, if you if you grew up watching that stuff, I'm not going to cross I'm not gonna cross Robert De Niro like that or do him wrong. It's like, uh, what does he say in Goodfellas when everyone's showing up with uh, pink Cadillacs and fur coats? Take it back. Take it back. I told you don't do nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't buy nothing. Take it back. For all you know, we have no money. So take it back. And then when he... uh. Well, this is Ray Liotta's wife. He tried to send her into the uh, to the store on the corner to get free dresses, but she was actually going to get killed. So I, I say to his ex-VP, be careful. You know, make sure when you go in a restaurant, you, you don't you don't face, uh, you don't have your back to the door. Make sure you're facing the door at all times because Robert Jenner has connections and you might be, you might be expired here soon. Um, yeah, I just thought that was, that was like the most ridiculous story ever. That's like the, that's the, that's the most 2019 millennial story ever. I don't know how old she is, but since she likes watching friends on Netflix and Arrested Development, I assume she's a millennial, like nothing wrong with friends, but if I'm going to binge watch a show at work for, for four days, I want it to be a show with some substance, like, you know. A, a, a good drama or something on on HBO like you know you could if you haven't watched Sopranos you could watch Sopranos and you could see what you know Robert De Niro's characters in some other movies were like watch binge watch the Sopranos if you have some time binge watch The Wire that's on HBO it's a good one or some Oz watch the show with some substance instead of Friends I mean I like Friends but come on I, I'm not get I don't understand this infatuation with Friends or I don't, I don't, I didn't know anyone. I don't know anyone ever who has watched Shit's Creek. Um, the rest of development, I guess, but it's not as good as it used to be. But still, I mean, if I'm getting paid, I'd, I'd watch something else or watch a movie. The day will go by faster if you watch um, some shitty Adam Sandler movie or, or a Seth Rogen movie. It'll go by a lot faster than that. But I just warn the XVP, 
to watch out and you know watch your back just make sure you're cool because you might you might lose this lawsuit it sounds like you're gonna lose this lawsuit because they have evidence and they plan to win all right last thing for this episode i wanted to talk about that movie good boys it was produced by uh, evan goldberg and seth rogan and it's just a really funny movie i saw it at a screening back in april i think it was it's about these three seventh grade boys uh, they're trying to go to this cool kids party you know trying to do different stuff to get in and get accepted by that group um, so it's really just a, a super bad type of movie for middle schoolers and it's really funny there's just and if you and if you remember if you're uh if you're a grown man now, I guess, or in your 20s or whatever, and you remember growing up at that age how everything was just, uh, you didn't really know everything about the opposite sex, about women or anything like that. Uh, so you're kind of learning as you go along with your friends. Uh, maybe you're a friend, hears something. Like, oh, this is how I heard this happens. I was like, oh, really, that's how that that kind of goes. Uh, so that part of the movie, uh, you know, because you're going to have a lot of that stuff in there, just like you did in Superbad, that part is, like, definitely relatable. Um, so that's really funny about that movie. Um, but, you know, it, and it, it, it's kind of about how you're when you're a kid, you have all your friends who live close by, and you're, you guys all go to the same school all the time. Um, and then you outgrow your friends. You know, when you're in middle school, you got different friends. Maybe you have some of the same still. Then you're in high school, you have completely different friends. And maybe in college, you just completely move out and go to a different place like I did. Um, but yeah, you know, that's just the key, you know. And then you always have, you always have those memories of those friends that you grew up with, right? And um, so I think that that's kind of what that movie is about. But it's it's just a really funny movie, and it's 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 really well done. And those kids are were just hilarious in it. Um, and you know, I I go back to one of these kids I. I coached um, at the at YMCA. He was he was in fifth grade, and he was talking about. He was like, "Oh, you know, I'm so excited to go to sixth grade." He's like, "All my all my fr- same friends are going there, um, so I don't have to. I, I'll have the same friends in middle school and stuff like that." I'm just like, "Okay." I'm like, "Well, I'm like, well, yeah. All your fr- friends might be going to the same middle school as you, but you guys might not all hang out together anymore because now instead of being in elementary school, now you're gonna be in middle school. So you're probably not gonna hang out with your friends anymore, man." Like, I'm like, you know, I don't know if your parents told you that, but they probably should have told you that you're not going to have the same friends forever. I was like, wait till you get uh, to high school, wait till you graduate high school and you're out of high school for a couple of years. I'm like, you won't even, you probably won't even talk to the same people anymore. You'll have a whole new life. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I was like, after, after this, when you're in sixth grade, it's all downhill after this, Tyler. So that's my third episode. Uh, thanks for listening. I really appreciate uh, the people who follow and listen to the show. Um, so just continue listening and subscribe and tell other people. Uh, and let's get some more listeners and followers here. And I'll keep making some content. Um, so within the next next couple weeks, we have uh, college football starting. We have NFL starting. Uh, we get closer to the NBA season. And then baseball is coming, coming to the, uh, the home stretch here with the last month or so left. And those, we'll keep an eye on those wild card races here. And then, you know, hopefully we'll have some, some better storylines. Hopefully these, these holdouts are ending soon in the, in the NFL. Um, and, yeah, keep you guys updated. Uh, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. And subscribe and, you know, share and tell other people about it. Thanks.